set two. It was fabulous. I hope you enjoyed it. It was just an unbelievable show. What a what a fucking uh, place to be. What a four night run. Third of the fourth. Third of the four nights. Uh, really unreal. I hope you enjoyed that set too. I definitely did. It was really cool to play that for you. We will have notes from two girls next show, DJ. Roger Dodger, great to have you in the house. I am your host, Frosty Nugs. That was Soul Sausage on Air. We're going to leave you the same way we come into the show. One of my favorites, Pantera. It has been wonderful. I can't wait till next week. I hope to see you sooner than later. I hope we're back on the air live. I hope maybe you listen to this live. Who knows? But mutinyradio.fm is the place. 2781 21st Street at the corner of Florida is the studio. It's been real. Life sausage death. Love spread daily. I'm Frosty Nugs, and I'm out.
Ladies and gentlemen, do you like to live in the moment, go with the flow, keep and tons of variety, we don't and take sell. all that this life has to offer in as deep as possible? And join me, Frosty Nugs, with special guests for some music, some comedy, some talk, and always tons of good times. Soul Sausage on Air, that's late Monday nights, early Tuesday mornings, 12 to, well, who knows, 2, 3, 4... See how long it takes us. Life Sausage Dead, Soul Sausage on Air. Monday nights, mutinyradio.org. Eddie Like the Truck's top bottle dropped sunside in a weathered balloon shot up to the side of an aisle like those who follow down a highway towards the skyline oasis of puddles to smack her at. It was that kind of day again.
and by day I mean the middle as is the maths of night and this is that and another for the quiet quite ledger of vertical drops for a robot to read to you and another and auto the all-around roundness of all city the velo kind of cheese that boxes cook for the dips to chip away at and the meter sticks into it and makes a spicy splashed up bit of ooze to enjoy. For what else is there? Leisure is our pronoun tonight, and we name it thus so as to utilize the measure of bars and beats and treasure to bury for later as in the coin termed paper you neglected to write the evening before dew drops bonders and muddy sandal toed continuation of a runner on sentences in a jail cellular conversation which a copywriter turned you on to. Like a car keyed for digital entry in an age of golden ratio Fibonacci, the petal rose as grows on you, tattoo lady. What was her name again? came a quiet whisper across the room where needles drew and women showed their buttocks to other women to tauntle for, if that were a word, and it may be just and those drawings, where did you get them from? They are from a notebook I've been meaning to keep yet keep losing, as in my mind. She flipped through the art book, look here's another. Do you think that would look good here? Your other buttock. Yes and slightly to the left this time, see if I raise like this, and I'm on my side, you know. Well, for the... Shoot. I lost another one. That's the third needle this week. I've got to buy myself another set, but I've been using this one since the 80s. You know I draw on Mount Claire before her movie career. Remember she was all up into it and said it would never end. It was her buttock too. Funny choice of wordings. She had me right up there. Up where? Asked the notebook women. Oh, I see. She looked at the pictures Ava was showing her now. In any event, yes she's beautiful, and I never saw the films. Stag were they? Kind of dark lines there, don't you think? And what's that? Just that. It's just a star with an arrow through it. Clever if you're into a Cupid's way out of town, as she was. Well she was my invention. She'd come in during the middle of the week and let me draw and pay me in tips from the movies and we'd have a chat about what was next and next too, and sometimes we'd go in the backhand, well she was she and I was me and it was good to see her from all sides. And so the women lit up, her cigarette, and flipped through the book that was being handed to her, as Ava drew more on her right buttock and began to hum. It was a tune, out of, and slight and they took their time away from each other and carried on in their minds. Mount Claire was flipping out, in the book in front of this young woman. Flip flip. And flipping. She's flipping people off there. And flipping over there. And over, and over there. And all over. What a spread. And what a book. She looked at the back cover. Nine and ninety-nine cents for this one. That's not bad for the eighties. I should get a bear. Like this? Ava turned her head up. Like you want that here? She motioned at one of the images from the book and pinched her patron's ass just a bit, and winked. Oh sure. I'd like a bit of Mount Claire, and some more about how she was, if that's part of the bargain it was. She looked at her arm a bit, following the curves which had been drawn by her own hand insta fire times and squared as in the city where she fled in a summer not far from the swelter that tripped it from her profession, which was high finance, so to speak. And that comes with a smile, if you're interested," said the now positively gleaming young Ava, and she put her hand on the notebook and closed it. And closed doors, for an afternoon, the two enjoyed a bit of by Mount Clare.
towards in and around and about spiral and twists in the back and roomy sectional couched plotter which was the shop where pleases were ranged, like Cupid in the star. Dot. Oh carry on with it, then, I'll take more of that any day. Evening, here's my number. The paper read with A+, as in from Europe, or thereabouts, in the 31 range, if that was accurate, and it was and she began window shopping herself, to understate and understanding. And she was eyed wide, with the rest of her, and shop she did. From the inside out. Slash slash. The cobble streets where shoemakers cobbled shoeries is our next road stop to a man who is also shopping in the lives of facts and measures to dress as successor to a planet, just up the road, and to the left, and left to his own devices was he, outside in the rain where anything could have usually did, on his watch, happen. He looked at his watch, watched, and watched we was. He was followed eastwardly and down a bit until he was noticed and there was a bit of closure in and some cars began to pull around and other men got out of cars and began to walk towards the man, all the while the man stopped, to gently see what was moving and in which direction, and to see who stopped and who was near. And the nearest to him pulled out a packet of papers, neatly tied as in a manila envelope, and tucked it under his arm. You'll want to come with me. Shall we take a walk? A bit of a pause, a slightly uneasy, our character, looked, and turned with the man to have a conversation, and they walked you know, you left us up last winter, we have the pictures you know. It was a crazy run finding you, you're not so easy to spot when you're not making waves like Geneva, are you? Do they all make it out? asked the man. Yes all but three, we have them. They're safe and within means and agreed to help us find you, if you can find them came the reply. Oh, I see, and that was what they told me this morning as well. I declined. Of course you did, that's why we're... I mean, I'm here. Yes the cars. Not so obvious that anybody would notice that down the corridor, eh? All shopping at Marks and Spencer again? I mean the budge reads like a show stocked by one and the only, what was her name again? Penelope. Yes she runs the numbers and thought we'd all get new coats if we found you. Clever, look this has enough pockets to line yours and etc. Here. Take the envelope. I've got to get going and wanted to give you time to read and such. And the bridge is over there. I suggest you take a stroll and give it some thought. And if you don't jump over the side of that bridge, I'll take it as read that you're in and we can get on to business. Take it gently, Mr. Gent. Drab was his humor, read to the collage of photos from the spy X and tucked and bobbed away at the London fog he had worn himself. Page 11 is the one we want and he walked away. Dot. Leafling through this dossier was like a seeming seemingly of a party he was at just last year. All dead or alive, as per usual. He looked closely at one, checked it out from between the pages, folded it into his pocket and tossed the rest over the side of that small bridge that was meant as a joke, but was perfect for recycling these matters, like water under a bridge, no less. He chortled gently and moved on forward and on to his next stop, with a telephone. Dot. The phone chimed dot dot for twelve and a half minutes. The operator was listening. He could hear her breathing. All right in there Mavis? Got enough toffees to last the conversation this was her exchange and she knew the party he was trying to reach. She out you know. 
went down to the pub half past, you can still find her there she just rung up Pete and they're all on their way about to their next stop, if you can catch her. Thanks Mavis. You've saved my life on this one, and I'll send more toffees when I get out of the aisle. Click. Notebook under her arm. Man on the other, the young women walked out the pub and into a black cab. They rode into the city evening, with music from Bolero playing lightly on a stereophonic speaker dial-tuned radio program. And this is Radio 11, the driver turned down the volume. So it's West End again, eh? You client. Alright, it's just up into that house, there. He pointed. And when you get it, you'll need this bottle of Dom and that's your entry into the back room, get it? and get it. We have 25 minutes and you should finish, or he'll finish you, and me. And I'll be round to pick you up, on time. Right? Right, she got out with the bottle and walked up to the steps, stepped up and took her key out. She jiggled her bosom in the lock and fingers the bottle of champagne just gently enough to remind herself that this was her job of jobs tonight. And she looked good. She peeled up her dress and showed her garter to the driver winked, and rode in on the bottle towards the rear of the flat, and her client's client client. Dot. James sat up from the comfort of his suede couch and couched his cigar between his lip and breathed out. He took the bottle from the young women, who he knew as. Claudia. Would you like a glass oh it's chilled? But you're hot. Here. He poured two glasses, clicked them himself, and handed her one, which she held up, to the artwork on the eastern wall. It's nice she said, to the artwork reminiscent of Rampart. Or that other one. You know her accent was gently dumbed down for this one. She knew it was. And was. She stammered. Good one, she thought to herself. Yes, I forget myself with that one, which is why we're here, again, right? To forget ourselves and get ourselves, on, in fact. Or was there another matter you came about? I keep coming, back and forth, for you and the plug, you know the show? Got any interests this time I should know about? I mean last time was a surprise. And a good one. Yes interest, high-heeled interest like the bank rolled Royces of Pottery Barnyard animal cookies glistened softly in a chewy ooze of sauntering sonder muck pie jubilee between cold winter sheets to the wind galloped velvet candied apple smotter. What? She learned that from Q. She bonged him on the head and smiled, she took some rope out of pocket, motioned, and tied him up a bit, to her pleasure, and then took out a pair of handcuffs and fixed his shoes to the chair, picked up the remainder of the bottle of champagne, and poured it into his mouth as he smiled expectantly. The bottle was of course drugged, and his smile turned into a half grin as he began to look as if he was having a stroke. He seemed alright. Just couldn't get on with moving any, and she pulled a bottle of pills from her purse and left it by his chair. Just enough for now, I've got to get on with getting off from here now. Let me just take a few notes and I'll be off. She reached into his breast pocket and took his wallet, with some loose notes which seemed fresh and currenty. And a small pouch with a diamond, of sorts. This is a bit more my speed she eyed the lattice structure as it gleamed and pulsed a bit as she brought it close to some power in her purse, I won't be back again. But the gents will to finish up. Best of luck with them. They're light staff tonight, shouldn't hurt your feeling too badly. She picked up her dress, 
snapped her garter at him and clicked the door closed behind her as the car pulled around and she hopped into the back seat this time, with the very berry sort of a man she'd been looking for all evening. The map opened up between them as peaks and valleys in the legend too, golden and bliss right up for a tremor of a ride downtown, and around the bend, bent up slightly and to the left. Driven home, for the nowity of sake, and shaken gently, as in gentlemen, and jacked slightly without a boozy under. But plucked and swirled, until they were fast asleep, and the sun horizon hit the other side of the planet again. For this another day in the continuation of continuity. The preceding episodic climatoidal fries modastical trollop portion of Oya's had been whizzed up the middle ground of wired magnetics for the very purposes of proposed time-space displacement and should be willed and rendered thusly on your papers and screened lightly. Photoshopped is for windows and the Mac truck stop great and grated for cheese on and a finish for your evening as well. This is Aka Q and we bid a fair fair and well, from this Radio 11C3W.
Corner Bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe oh well sage shine makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at meet new radio fm index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org so come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. Hi everybody, uh, my name is Mike Spiegelman and welcome uh, here on mutinyradio.fm, pscrcollective.org. Absolutely. And uh, my, I'm with here Pam uh, Benjamin. How are you doing Mike Spiegelman? I'm doing well and I just want to welcome everybody to our second episode of Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube together live with, with Mike, Mike Spiegelman. Spiegelman. And our special guest, Pam, Pam Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah. Pam Benjamin. Good stuff. Mike Good. Spiegelman. Pam, uh, Mike Spiegelman of the layover, other fame. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what I would like to be known as. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I, I do run a show over in Oakland uh, at the bar called The Layover. So if you're ever in Oakland, go to the bar called The Layover. And you've been doing that for like six years now. Six and a half years. Yeah, but six I, and a half you know, years. I don't, I don't really, Who's counting? I don't really bring it up <laughs> when, when I have the opportunity. <laughs> six and a half years, yeah. Is that longer than your marriage, or is that the same amount of time? Left? No, my marriage has been going on. Uh, it's approaching 11 years. Wow. Yeah, so. Congratulations. Thank you. That's exciting. It's not uh, Father's Day, by the way. 
It's not Father's it's Day. Not I thought Father's today Day. was Father's Day. And no. I was thinking it's Father's Day show. I guess that's next week will be Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we are, uh, the show is called Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube Together Live with Mike Spiegelman and Pam Benjamin. Hey. And uh, the idea is that we are going to watch a full length movie selected from YouTube. Uh, and we're going to watch it in real time. Uh, if you have the podcast, go ahead to go to YouTube. And that's available on your phone. On yeah, computer, on your tablet. On your tablet. Yeah, uh, your kids have it. They everywhere. Do you, I have my Nintendo DS. 3DS has it. Uh, my my uh, video game machines. PlayStation 3 has it. Everything has YouTube. My yeah. brain has YouTube. So, yeah, go go to Pam Benjamin's brain <laughs> and go to YouTube. So we are uh, dipping into the Paramount Vault mm. uh, YouTube channel. Uh, so if you go type in Paramount Vault, with the movie uh, we're going to watch... It's Masters I, of the Universe. I'm really excited. Yeah. I was actually, uh, I used to be a camp counselor, and my name was She-Ra. Oh, yeah. uh, the whole camp, the whole summer? But yeah, the whole summer. I worked in a sleepover, a sleepaway camp where you weren't allowed to use your real names. I don't know why, uh, as an adult, but you'd... Even even the even the counselors would call each other by their. Everyone called me Shira all summer. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, I worked with a person named Treetop. Oh. <laughs> I never uh, knew her real name, but she was Treetop. Her name was Treetop. Yeah, everyone called her Treetop. All the kids, all the counselors, everybody. Oh. There's well. an Elmo. There was a Super Grover. This is just a horrible story. <laughs> I was She-Ra. It goes with the Masters of the Universe. And the thing was, the kids at that time, they didn't know what the Masters of the Universe were. Oh, yes. They, they, they were like, She-Ra? She what does that even mean? Yeah. What about the kids? Were the kids were able to use their real name? Or yeah, the kids used their real name. But I think that they wanted anonymity with the counselors, so it would be like you go to sleepaway camp, and you had your, your daughters. It was sleepaway camp. It was sleepaway camp. So I had them for an entire week. They never knew my real name. They only knew me as She-Ra for the entire oh. summer. But what about the camp counselors? Did they know that you were Pam? Did, nobody called me Pam. They just called me She-Ra. Oh. And it was at a Christian camp, so you'd be praying and stuff, and you'd oh. be like, dear God, I hope that She-Ra's cabin doesn't suck yeah. this, this week, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Please, dear God, may Tree Top, uh, Tree Trunk's uh, cabin win tomorrow's marathon. Right. The, uh, oh, by the way, today was the uh, San Francisco Triathlon. Uh, healthy people marathon yeah that was uh, you wait in line for brunch then you eat brunch hmm. and then you wait in line for coffee right that's yeah. the San Francisco marathon very funny alright so uh, yeah uh, I will, so we are going to do Masters of the Universe from the 80s uh, this is of course with Dolph Lundgren uh, as you can hear me pounding away what do I safari is it I don't know what safari is okay so go ahead to uh, YouTube I won't read out the number but uh, we are going to press play on Masters of the Universe it's available on the YouTube channel the Paramount Vault go to the Paramount uh, Vault 50, 50 movies full length full length and uh, of course there will be commercials popping up oh this one is closed captioning which is what we prefer uh, we're not going to be listening to the sound or us personally but uh, you can Oh uh, yeah. If yeah. you want, we you want. should be listening to this though. All right, so we're going to sync up together. So I'm going to go ahead and press play, and hopefully an ad will play. So I have this pause at zero, colon zero zero. Because we love ads. Here comes the play. MutinyRadio.fm. Oh, all right. Oh, it's starting right away. Starts immediately. So we're going to go full screen. Yeah. Uh, sign of quality. Canon. Timeless. Yeah, so they went bankrupt. We're, we're going into the um, Matrix. They just Ooh. broke it apart for us. These guys are really classy. Golden Globus production. I like that two-tone on the... Uh, 
These these fonts, it looks like it's a solid gold. Yeah, they, they made that little shimmer too happen. Yeah. Look at there's the shimmer. This must have been six nice. million dollars on it. Dolph Lugren. Amazing. Yeah. Is this before or uh, before or after um, the Rocky movie? It's got to be after, right? Uh, yeah, because before he would be like six bills. Uh, oh, here's some plot point. Castle Grayskull. We yeah, all know about Castle Grayskull. That's where Nancy Pelosi lives with her twin uh, <laughs> brother, Skeletor. No, no, no. That's where Danielle Steele lives. <laughs> that's at the top of the hill yeah. there. Yeah, yeah Grayskull. <laughs> Grayskull at the top of the mountain next uh, to the beautiful park. People get the, those two mixed up. So here's the kind of plot point, but we're all fans of He-Man. We know this here, the story of He-Man is obvious. Oh, ooh, look ooh. at that. Oh, oh rainbow sparkles. I have a pair of shoes, the sneakers that color, and they're collectible, so I hang them on my wall. Starring Billy Barty. I don't know who that is. He, you, you recognize. These are him. all really great, like fake names, though. John Cipher. These are all Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox. She's what a, a fake real name. <laughs> a fake name, though. James Tolkien. He was uh, the principal in Back to the Future. Chelsea Field, another another Chelsea nobody. Chelsea Field, that's where I used to play soccer. <laughs> Robert Duckett Mitchell. Oh, Christy Pickles. That is not a real name. Christina Pickles. That's gotta be. A I love one. Christina Pickles. Oh my sandwich. Evelyn. Christina Pickles. Chris Pickles. Wow. At least you know she doesn't use an initial because no one else in the Screen Actor Guild signed up their names as Christina Pickles. Well, There's a only one. Your real name is Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Actually, it's uh, Mike Pickles, and I had to change it to Spiegelman because the kids would mock me. <laughs> so I'm wondering if you were going to be uh, have to change your name for Hollywood to be or to be a famous comedian. What would you change your name to? <sighs> well, first off, to be a famous comedian, I've got a time machine and go back 25 years, start <laughs> over. Uh, but I, the first thing I would do 25 years ago is I would, would have two first names, ah. which is the classic. Like think of all your favorite comedians. It's always two names. So Dimitri Martin. Dimitri Martin. How about Steve Martin? Dane Cook. D- you don't have a person named Cook. And nobody likes Dan Cook except me. That's okay. Well, what about like, uh, I don't know, Dave Anthony? Uh, right. Uh, I don't know. The, the most obscure guy I can think of. But the point is, is that uh, I'll be... Okay, this is way too much like Star Wars. They oh, have the 50 Darth Vaders standing there with guns. Look at oh. those. Those are all Darth Vaders. These are like Darth stuntmen Vader, Darth breaking Vader, their Darth bones. Vader. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. The probably Golden Globus had him like dress as gladiators like a 20 minutes beforehand for another movie. Right, run over to the science fiction one and put your helmet on. It's the same outfit. Actually, they were in a Nazi film ahead of time, and then they just put the helmet on there. Fine. That was the only thing Hasbro agreed to, like just bring up the fear. <laughs> bring up the fear. <laughs> More Nazis. They're so scary. They're These are all Hasbro executives in the background, like making sure their property is the intellectual property is played right. <laughs> the, kind of, yeah. The intellectual pro- I mean I was a huge this is right in my age range when I was a kid watching cartoons. I watched Masters of the Universe. I watched I mean it was what 1984, 85, so I was in like 4th and 5th grade. It's like think, right in my wheelhouse. I think the uh, He-Man Masters in the Universe was from 1979 to 1986 and then they did She-Ra from 1986 and then they said, "You know, we're we're not interested in this idea anymore." Everything shut down that day, so. Yeah. There you okay. go. Well, no, that's fair. I mean, because uh, let's see, and I graduated from junior high in 1988, so it was still, I'd probably still be watching cartoons. I still watch cartoons now. I don't give a fuck. Do you watch them on Netflix, on Hulu? I've recently been watching 
Truly outrageous, truly, truly, truly outrageous. Jam. I've been rewatching the gems that just came out on. The gem movies are so good. Uh, I didn't see the movie. I've just been watching the old videos, and boy, are they terrible. I'm like, this is what I was raised on. Oh man. There is a uh, Dark Knight comics, I think, or a Dark Dark Horse. Uh, they have a collection of He-Man uh, and the Masters of the Universe comics, which I took. Out, I checked out from the library, and it's the complete edition of these comic books that were printed in Mexico. That had the adventures uh, of a uh, human. Wow. Yeah. So, okay, if we're syncing up, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're watching a movie together. You can feel free to give us a call if you're listening to this live at 415-550-0511. Pam, Benjamin, and myself, Mike Spiegelman, are watching. We are approaching the five-minute mark of a full-length movie here on YouTube. This is our first, uh, this is some really great special effects happening. Uh, Skeletor <laughs> yeah, don't, don't projecting blink. himself. Five, we're on five minutes, 5.02 right now, if you're synced up with us. And, uh, and he's saying... Uh, the droids are not, these are not the droids you're looking for it's holograms this is like watching CNN news they got the hologram up there what's the, what is your election prediction right I say Skeletor for the win uh, but the thing I appreciate about Skeletor is he doesn't have hair and he's not wearing a hairpiece so I'm really impressed with that uh, oh. as opposed to other um, uh, political uh, cam campaign people right you now know, that might that have fake hair and might not be able to say you know what I am a skull and I am bald and that's okay the words no budget comes in mind <laughs> <laughs> when, when it came to choices like that. Uh, <laughs> Look at his. He has bigger boobies than I do. Dolph Lundgren. Dolph wow, Lundgren, you got to yeah. give it to him. He's, he's like a C cup right there. You know he's hung like a horse. You as, know. As I, Hollywood legends go. Is that is that a thing that they say? Yeah, that is a thing that uh, that they say about this. Is thing. that in the, the the 1985 blogs before the? That was in Spy Magazine, which was the 1985 blogs <laughs> before the. Uh, that's absolutely true. Before the internet, there was Spy Magazine, and they did talk about his memoir. So this is unlike Conan because he has a gun. So he has a sword like Conan. Yeah. Uh, this is like Kroll, where they got like lasers. Oh, I love Kroll. Oh my God, Kroll is one of my favorite movies of all time. Best video game of all time. I didn't know there was a video game for Kroll. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. I love that weird little star. I started throwing. We actually came into San Francisco when I think I was like in fourth grade and we went to Chinatown and my brother distracted my parents so that I could buy a throwing star because oh. of Kroll. And so I would go. That's insane. We would go to the garage and we had this one wall and we'd throw these throwing stars at the wall and pretend that we were like in the Kroll world. Except that I wasn't like the princess. I was like trying to save the princess with the did you like so you guys like distracted your parents to Chinatown, mm -hmm. bought some crawl nunchucks, yeah. whatever they no, were. No, the, the throwing stars. So, stuff, sorry. Nunchucks are like the. And then you like put them in your jacket mm -hmm. and then sat in the back seat of your parents' car. Absolutely. Drove back home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then went into the garage and <laughs> threw them at the wall incessantly without them knowing. Oh, it's so painful. Yeah. Speaking of painful, they have just caught a leprechaun if you're watching this movie. Oh. Oh, oh boy. He's actually. Is it, um, it's got to be the only, uh, is it Warwick Davis? No, this is Billy Barty. Oh, okay. This is Billy Barty. Dang it. I, was, uh, I thought Warwick was the only one they've ever used. Oh, no, no, no. According no, to him, he's no. the only one who's ever been in any movies. Uh, Billy Barty has been in, I guess, a thousand movies. Ooh. At least. Baron von Munchausen, I'm sure. 
Sure. Yeah. Tiny people. What's the one where the seven dwarfs are running around? Not Snow White, but Under the Rainbow, which is full-length movie available on YouTube. <laughs> right. It is actually. I've watched the entire thing on YouTube. People, the whole point of this podcast is that you listen to this as a podcast, or listen to this live, or listen to sync with the movie, or don't listen to the sync, but uh, definitely pick up the uh, RSS feed and and listen on, on however you listen. This is happening every week, uh, oh. except for Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a different. Say. Maybe we'll do it again. No, next we'll do Father's Day. We'll keep no, this. we don't have to. We, your your child is important. You should bring your child. You should watch it. You should bring a specific movie, and you should have your child guest come in here. Come in here and guest. Yeah, but Absolutely. then I won't be able to talk, uh, have to keep my humor. Right. Yeah. You, you have to keep it PG. I have to keep it like you know puns and uh, Barbie doll related. <laughs> Does she watch the bar the silly Barbie doll thing on Netflix? That's a terrible, terrible show. I have uh, Barbie's Dream House. It's awful. Uh, Don't no. let her watch it. It's terrible. No, Barbie has a couple DVD adventures where Oof. she's a ballerina, and she I don't know she's like someone she gets mistaken for a spy or something. I don't know the storylines, but <laughs> and like they go, where is the microfilm? It's hard for Barbie to dance on point because her boobs are so big that she'll fall over. It's just the oh, well, tiny well, feet and and uh, really top heavy. She's ballerinaing. I saw a live ballerina show at uh, Bravo Theater with a bunch of kids. It was cute. Right on. on. Friday, yeah. Your daughter's ballerina? Yeah, she was in there. She was good. Right on. All right, so uh, <coughs> they're doing something with tuning forks or claws. So I, I actually don't know what's going on, to be honest with you. Tila. We don't know who Tila is. She's like, she's. hopefully she dies. They gotta, was, you got to kill someone on page 20, you know what I mean? It's actually Tila Tequila. Ah. Uh, right now apologizing on Twitter for the last tweets you wrote. <laughs> Tila te- Tequila is still a still a person out in the, she's a personage in the blogosphere. Oh, all you have she to exists. do is read her Twitter page for about uh, a, six posts. and you'll She became famous because of Pants Off, Dance Off. Did you know that? That's where she was first seen, was on Pants a show off, called Pants Off, Dance I'm Off. I'm familiar with Pants Off, Dance yeah. Off. Yeah, and then from that, it I got became... my style from that show. <laughs> That's why I'm not wearing pants. It's radio. You could you could do it however you want. You could be wearing... It could be Sunday bathrobe drinking day. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's basically Sunday bathrobe drinking day. Dolph Lundgren looks like he needs a drink. He looks pretty misty. He needs to... Get someone to dab his forehead. With no, I, they're shooting lasers in a cave. Now, the very principle of lasers is that it shoots at the speed of the light. So there's no absolute with lasers. Like there's no, there's no wiggle room. Like, how do they people keep dodging? I never understand these movies where like they create these weapons and they purchase these weapons and they always miss. I I agree with this. If it's a laser, yeah, that's it's speed of light. You can't move out of the. If it's already, if they've. Press the trigger, you're dead. Right. Right, because yeah. of physics and stuff, properties of physics. Right, so they're going to, like, just escape it. And uh, why are they in some weird underground clubhouse? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Is it the Mickey Mouse clubhouse? Yeah. They, they also, oh, the little rascals are there. Buckwheat, get out of the... <laughs> I'll find the key. I thought it was going to be a microphone with this film. So. Really, the costumes aren't bad. This is a high-budget film. Costumes probably like cause everyone to get like skin cancer like 30 years later. <laughs> There's lead. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to make the armor really heavy. Oh my god, where did they get this like. Storming the castle. The set. It's the, great, they built it. They built it. They're like, okay, we want flaming columns and we want some space lighting and we want some. I uh, think they actually. Staircases. We need a lot of staircases in this movie. Is Paramount the same ones they put out on um, Star Trek, right? 
Sure. So yeah. this was actually probably an old Star Trek one, and they just put some flaming cauldrons and <laughs> changed the paint on it, and they're like, oh, Starship Enterprise, nothing. No, now it's the weird lair. The producers or, of Xanadu had a garage sale. Right. Oh, yeah, we'll take this. <laughs> Someone's going to roller skate around. <laughs> There's going to be a dance break <laughs> for like 20 minutes. Xanadu's a great film. Gene Kelly, killing it as an old man. Oh, that movie is terrible. It's great. There's a dance sequence in the middle that just, he's trying to bring it back to the old 50s and early 60s like films, I be, and it's so great. I bet so you great. don't realize this, but you probably watched a movie that the director of Zandu directed called Outfoxed, a no. documentary of, excuse me, Fox News. I have not. And he's done other documentaries. He now does like documentaries about how Bush uh, is a bad president. You should check it out. Duh. <laughs> Like, did you know that our current president, Bush, he's, like, screwing the country? He's definitely eye-opening. I've, I've read a lot of books about the about how he stole that second election away from Al Gore and the sadness and... Well, people didn't want... Hanging chads. They didn't... It's, four and then more it, years of uh, Clinton, so that's what happened. Except that so Al Gore invented the Internet. Come on. He was a different guy. I think he was more <laughs> progressive than Clinton anyways. I know he didn't invent the internet. He was just in the Navy at the time and put a lot of funding toward it in the early 80s. That's all. So he didn't invent it. He just put funding toward it. Just like Skeletor. He put just a lot like of funding Skeletor. into the yeah, internet. Yeah, you're speaking of Al <laughs> So this is... For, uh, Skeletor for president, 2016. Skeletor, I don't know where they're hanging out. Like, this, like, interior is so, like, roomy and has staircases and it's made of they're in. They're in Castle Grayskull. Oh, Castle Grayskull is beautiful. I want to. On the inside. Do, do they have like an Airbnb? <laughs> <laughs> it's in one of the eyes that outlooks this, the entire land. This is when I change my name so I can get like people think I'm Jewish when I could get into their house. Mike Grayskull. That's a good name. Yeah. Hey, I'm Mike Skull. <laughs> and I was looking to use your Airbnb at Castle Grayskull. Yeah, Skull doesn't sound Jewish. Come on in. Actually, Skull sounds hella Jewish. Well, high school, that's. That's actually uh, like Swedish. That's what they say when they cheers, cheers, chin, chin in like, you know, the Netherlands, the upper regions of the world. It's high school. Not skull, but S-K-O-L. Neither here nor there. You're uh, here. Oh, here comes the laser beam. Duck, duck. And why would he have swords if he has laser beams? And so your sword can counteract a laser yeah, beam? Right. You would think that your sword would be cut in half by a laser beam. No, no. This it is wouldn't reflect at all. Science fiction sci uh, fantasies of the 80s where you have, like, barbarians with lasers, sandals and lasers, is that the lasers get reflected. Uh, yeah, there, you just did it. Yeah, by, by the swords. We'll, 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 are um, they made of valerian steel? Like, how are they negating these they're lasers? They're made of valerian steel <laughs> that negates lasers. <laughs> it works against white walkers and lasers. Oh, sorry. This troll. Oh, oh, here's the tuning forks. He's got it. It's working. It's Portland. working. So cartoon has a good diminutive character that looks cute as an animated form, and then the real-life version is Billy Bardian wearing some evil leprechaun, like half-baked leprechaun outfit. Yeah. Because it's, it's based on some He-Man cartoon character, and he's, his gun is like... And when does his... Uh, what's the name of his cat that he rides? Why hasn't he ridden his cat yet? His oh. enormous cat. His cat's name uh, Hamilton after the uh, play they saw. The musical was really, they decided to name their cat after the musical. Could you imagine He-Man the musical? Masters of the Universe, the musical. Masters. 
universe well masters of the universe in the 80s also uh took life of its own when it was used as a wall street and uh brokers who would uh play fast and loose the gordon geckos really they were called the masters of the universe yeah because they can make billions of dollars uh just through insider trading or what have you but that was like kind of a more positive like uh boiler room aesthetic as as a so, you know, Masters of the Universe, the, in the movie and uh, the book, Bonfire and the Vanities, oh, that's, uh-huh. that's the term is where it's coined. Uh, uh, Tom Wolfe called them Masters of the Universe. Tom Wolfe, great writer. Uh, uh, writer Master. of Masters of the Universe here, not so great. Not <laughs> the best writer I've ever... The writer was uh, John Cheever, uh, working uh, quickly. Oh, look, now the light has come, and it's... Look, they have... I thought that the... The ground was gray, but now it's a lovely. This is a weird kind marble. of tile marble yeah. that gray stone is made out of. It's more interesting than anything else in the movie. Some some really great set design and set painting. Oh, yeah, it's a commercial. Okay. And yeah. All right, sorry. There's yeah. a commercial. Uh, commercial. So we're gonna skip the video. Uh, you guys are listening. Skip ad right now. Let's do skip ad three, two, one. Skipped it together. Very nice. Right, so Give us a call. We, we have a uh, buffering. Zero, zero five one one. We're at sixteen thirty nine. Here. There it goes. There we go. Starting 1640. Find them. Oh, here comes some blue lightning, vertical, uh, oh, horizontal blue and lightning. Why do all portals end up being round like that? They, uh, all portals sort of for China, look Vin- the same. Dentata, that's why. <laughs> it's a scary hole. It's very. <laughs> which way are you going? I guess that hole is for out only. And of course, the dwarf. Almost drowns in a foot of water. Uh Uh-huh, but it looks funny on screen. Just like how you want to... It's how easy it is to drown a three-year-old in two inches of water. Don't do that. Watch your kids in the tub, everybody. Watch your kids in the tub. (laughs) Seriously. When you you had a baby, wasn't it scary when you put them in the tub and you're like, don't... If they fall over, they can drown. It's not... I'm just... I'm a nanny, so I'm always afraid of killing people's children. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gotta use a garden hose. (laughs) Kids don't care about heat or cold. You just rose them off. So he stops. Oh, uh, wow. He yeah. even had this. This is no CGI, so they actually had water inside the mask. That, that was another $100,000. Uh, yeah, but poor Billy Barty, whoever's in there, has to like. Had to push some button. And okay, we want you to wear this, this suffocating mask. Then we're going to duck your head into a pod. And then you're going to uh, squirt out water from your ears from these uh, packets that will squeeze your head in. And and they they put all that weird silicone on his face. And do you remember the movie The Mask with um, uh, Jim, uh, the guy who has red hair and he's in every Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. And he was the lead character. And that makeup, like I guess, really messed up his face because it was in the '80s. And I'm wondering what happened to poor Billy Barty here with That's all of this yeah. crazy, like, weird silicone stuff on his face. Well, I he, mean, he he's passed, trying. He's fascinated. Oh yeah. yeah, that was probably the lead poisoning from that weird stuff. He's trying to keep it alive in the eyes, but it's difficult with all that stuff on him, and it's the ears that are. He, he was found drowned in a pond. I didn't want to bring it up. He was what drowned no, in a pond? Is that how he? No, just he, like Poltergeist. He, take that back. he died in the. Uh, I take that back. And th- they're looking for something. Alien life form. They're all together. Where's Shira? Let me blast it. Oh, yeah, so... Schnarf! Nope, that's a different one. Schnarf is from uh, He-Man. Sh- no, Schnarf... Is Schnarf from He-Man? Yeah. No, Schnarf is from uh, Thundercats. Thunder, oh. thunder, 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 thundercats. And Schnarf! Meow! 
I hit a singularity where all these cartoons are the same at this point. They, 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 yeah, they were. Well, in the 80s, you were an adult, so you no, weren't. No, that's not true. I watched a lot of Inspector Gadget after school. Oh, Inspector Gadget uh, is great. Star Blasters or Star Blazers, the, the, the episodic, apocalyptic uh, Japanese cartoon. That was kind of fun. But, you know, I also watched... Uh, a lot of sitcoms or whatever when I came home. But I, I did watch some cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons. How did you feel about Facts of Life? Well, you take the good and you, and you take the bad. <laughs> take them both and there you have. The Facts of Life. Yeah. The Facts of Life. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I like the Facts of Life. They went to Paris. I liked the... Uh, <laughs> They had George Clooney as a handyman. Mm -hmm. And, and Sean, or uh, Aston, the other Aston, Sean Aston's brother. Oh, uh... The blonde Aston. Blonde Ash. Tin. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because he's his blonde ashy hair. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, there's Courtney Cox. Oh, yeah. There Courtney she Cox. Is. And, ooh, public people. Look at the prices in the back. Coffee. 45 cents for coffee. Wow, well, yeah. So, well, here we are in the real world. And, uh, oh, Jersey, right? They got fast food in Jersey. Oh, no, they're not in Jersey. They must be in Exus. New Jersey, Texas. Is this this is Courtney's first role after her role in um, Leprechaun? Was she was in Leprechaun? No. She was. I, I just remember the first thing she did was the Bruce Springsteen video. She was in the front oh, row right, of a sure. Bruce Springsteen video, and she looks about this. Age. She's young here. Yeah. Well, the video games are vintage behind them too. Yeah. Oh, they're talking about yeah. a man and about a love. I guess it fails the Bechtel test. Right. right it has anything to do with them as people. It's who they are in relationships to men. Yeah. yeah. This is classic. Good. And now there. soon into the relationships with He-Man. She has to get it's out good. some more 80s clothes. It's 80s night at a, at a party at, at Club 80s. I got to dress like I'm in the 80s. I, I miss feathered hair. And uh, when, she has the bangs where you, you take your bangs and you curl the top half <laughs> one direction and you curl the bottom half underneath and then you hairspray it and then you fluff it all together so that you have an enormous bangs situation happening up front it's what courtney cox is rocking right now yeah oh yeah it's like a, a poodle on her head and so is the guy uh looks like he's been doing a lot of fluffing and feathering as well it's, well uh, maybe they're wearing masks as well <laughs> <laughs> Just like every other actor in this movie. I got you what you want, a dire bucket of chicken. Thanks. I was hoping to get a chili dog or fries or hot dogs or shakes like the sign says. The sign says hot dogs and chili dogs. Isn't that redundant? <laughs> I feel so awkward on first dates. Thanks for the bucket of chicken. I'll eat it here in the van. <laughs> Kevin, don't start that again. I'll sit in the back of the van. Do you like it when I eat a bucket of chicken in the van? God, that's In so the van, bad. they have the whole back of the van. They See, the sign says chili fries, fries, hot dogs, and shakes. So and it's in an old, uh, That's that's got to be an old Wiener Schnitzel that they used and uh, reappropriated yeah, for the purpose. Oh, that explains why there's no hamburger on the sign and the fact that chili dogs and hot dogs are both on the sign. And I won't let it go, no, Pam, because <laughs> it's redundant. Why did you say chili and hot dogs or just hot dogs? With chili. Maybe chili could be a second one. Chili could be on the side. You could just say chili. Hot dogs. I say chili. burgers, because I'm trying to be short. Chili. No, I say fries, hot dogs, 
chili. No, wait, hang on. What I'm saying is the chili is, uh, you could add chili to the fries. And you could add you chili, could add chili, to, chili the, to the hamburger. Absolutely. You could add chili to the hot dog. Mm-hmm. It isn't like inclusive to the hot dogs by putting a chili f- the dog and then hot if dog. If you have chili in the building, you can put it on anything. It doesn't have to be a chili dog. I'm, I hear you. So if I come into a sign that says hot dogs, fries, chili dogs, no, chili dogs, fries, hot dogs, and shake, I'll be like, well, what about the chili? Can I put it on the fries? Can I get a chili shake? Like, <laughs> it's not, it doesn't apply. It's it. a different kind of chili. It's like a C H I L L Y. Don't you guys sell hamburgers like every normal place in America that sells hot dogs? And they'll be like, so that's just, that explains why they don't sell hamburgers. Is that it was it's, a wiener schnitzel? It was a wiener schnitzel yeah. because it had a peaked roof. That's how you know. I know. I don't know. I mean, the only time I see wiener schnitzels are usually at the Museum of uh, Food Court. Yes. <laughs> Oh, look, they found the bucket of chicken. How did that... Tra- I, wait a minute. Yeah, how did that chicken? I was Trans-dimensional chicken. <coughs> Mm-mm, good chicken. Hey, what's this thing called diarrhea? Why, they put these foods on the little white sticks. No, they're rib bones. Oh. Are they all vegetarians? Why are they all so Yeah, scared? they're all vegetarian. Oh. All we've eaten before is cock. <laughs> <laughs> what are they exactly? What are they eating in gray school land in yeah, the Masters of the Universe cock. land if they don't like? What does he man put in his mouth? Oh yeah, they eat like beets and shit. <laughs> I guess stains their fingertips. But how off. could how could he man be that big if they didn't eat meat? It's the beats, man. You know why? Because when you like pee, it looks like blood, and you go, "Oh my God, I should consult the doctor." And the doctor would be like, "You know, you should really work out, here, man." And he man's like, "All right, I'll get my pecs going." Oh, so here we are in the real world at a gravestone because why not depress the fuck out of people? It was a plane crash. Those things just happen. Her parents conveniently died in a plane crash. Maybe if the plane didn't crash. Oh, this is going to be a story like in Gremlins when she's like, it was Christmas and my dad wanted to be Santa Claus (laughs) and then there was a rat. Let's watch Gremlins. (laughs) So you should tell the people why you chose this family-friendly movie anyways on this particular day. Well, I mean, we're we're recording this on July 10th and uh, it's just... uh, It's actually June 12th. (laughs) June 12th. But, yeah. All right, so we just got... We woke up. There's been breaking news about probably the worst massacre in American history. So we're playing a light movie. We're picking a kid's movie uh, just just to acknowledge that... you know, we are grounded here in the real world, and it's a tragedy. And uh, uh, but we have a show, so <laughs> we're going to keep the show going. But yeah. it's for the kids. But it's for the kids. Yeah. So, so don't let your kids be afraid, uh, because what they should really be worried about is a machine made of tuning forks that can uh, cause a, a rift in the universe so that you can tra- travel back and forth between time. I should give a shout out that this movie is not appropriate for kids. Uh, just 30 years on, like the, just the whole view and the, and the violence engaged in it is really not for children. So just want to give you a heads up that we're playing a kids movie that I would not let any kids, kids watch. Kids would never watch this movie because it's way too slow. They can't handle, like we've been in the same scene now for about 10 seconds and that's <laughs> way too much for them. They can't be like, there's two people in a scene talking to each other with a tuning fork thing and they there's no way that they would they need they need it to be fast 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 skeletor and explosion and blah, blah, blah. it's they, they don't want the story to progress but linguistically what story is going on it's oh i have no i there's a trans-dimensional rift that's gonna i guess 
they're gonna go into the real world. That would be cool. They Skeletor need Megan in the real Fox world. in this movie, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A great franchise. Continually puts out bizarre movies that become cult classics. Oh, I don't think any of their movies are cult classics. You don't, don't think, think so? Any I don't of think people cry out, oh, hey, let's go see Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> I disagree. Um, my boyfriend is 31, and he's one of those late millennial types, and he loves Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all of it. All of it. He's, and if it's, he made me watch one on Netflix. I'm like, this is awesomely terrible. Uh, Courtney Cox is in the real world and uh, she's, I don't know, I guess they're getting a band ready. They're blowing up more balloons or something. It's a dance. Remember high school oh. dances when they had real bands? I don't. We always just had a DJ that played Def Leppard and stuff. Well, she's on the food table, which, by the way, doubles as the craft service table in the movie. <laughs> craft services. I've been seeing a lot of craft services around the city because they've been doing a lot of filming in San Francisco right now. Yeah, they were shot like a fake uh, a, a concert in Civic Center or something like that, and they had a huge craft table service. They've been doing, um, they're done with it now, but they were taping everything for the Netflix series Sensate. They were oh. taping a bunch of things in a bunch of different places. And in the first series of episodes, they actually have a scene down at Atlas Cafe that's oh, a block here, here from, from yeah, from Mutiny Radio. I'm like, how do I contact them and have them do a scene here? <laughs> I do think there's some comedians got in the background. Some of our friends. That would be great. Uh, and there was actually a call that was put out on the bacon for like, you want to be an extra and sensate here and go to. Nice. Anywhere. By the way, her character's name is Evil Lynn. Eveline. Which in the 80s makes sense because there was Ginger Lynn and there was Amber Lynn and there was now Evil Lynn. Evil Lynn. Yeah. Those are all porn actresses. Mercenaries. Uh, is she a porn actress? She has a she has a pretty big rack there, but it could just be made of metal. You even well, it looks like a big rack because she's wearing a bra on it that has made out of metal dangling uh, hooks to separate it. So. Ooh, lizard people. Oh, here's all the the characters. All right. That's it. That's his all character explanation we're going to give you guys. Just your name. <laughs> I like the lizard man because he proves the existence of the lizard people. The he-man, he has slipped away from me. Sorry, I just got into my uh, Mario voice. Go through this. So they're going to, like, I want you to get the he-man. Giving a prep speech. Like, Skeletor, why can't you just do it yourself? Why do yeah, you need to be a mercenary? Exactly. Yeah, fill out his paperwork. Well, I think he's worried about leaving his kingdom. And, like, the guy in charge really shouldn't be. I mean, you never. When you're playing chess, you don't have your oh, king. I think uh, there's a. We're in a commercial. Commercial, now. so we just stop. When something. you're playing chess, you don't really have your king play that much. You sort of let the king sit back you're not you try not to be too aggressive with the guy in charge because if they die then what happens to all your stuff one two three skip and we resume to movie 29 minutes and 40 seconds do not fail me do not fail me that's where we are yeah so you're well i get it but i mean like does he even leave gray school does he go into the real world? I think that maybe that's the whole point is he can't leave Grayskull because he's not a real person and he's just a bunch of skeleton bones that were reanimated in some way. So his magic lives maybe sort of in that castle. So maybe if he walked out of it, he would just like decompose into the bones that sort of built him and that it's the evil in the place that huh. keeps him together maybe. 
Maybe that's right. I think it's because he's a big fan of the TV show Friends, but it hasn't <laughs> been existed yet, and he doesn't want to cause a weird time loop by showing up in 1986 to tell the young Courtney Cox that uh, he's just really a big fan. Uh, that is actually a way that that theory holds more water, I think. Yeah. He man, of course, knows the answer because he's gay and he watches Friends all the time. Is Dolph Lundgren gay? No. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Maybe. It's Fred and Joe. Well, Look, that's her mom and her dad. She looks so much like her mom. Wait a minute. That's uh, Ed. That looks like uh, Married with Children. <laughs> Ed O'Neill and Katie uh, Seagal. Oh, my God. Of course. The portal opens up into the high school. Because where else would it? We're here to see Onto the, the illusions. illusions ball. <laughs> Merry Christmas and happy pyramid. And no... No high school dance has a pyramid on why, why would they even build it? Come on, guys. This is because it's the Mason School. <laughs> it's the Mason School. Oh, look. She's going toward the big dunk tank. I just saw full frontal nudity. A picture of uh, David, the sculpture. David, if you're trying to pretend you're a beast man, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, coach. It's... Oh my god, it's Beastman and Karg. Uh, he just threw Beastman. And we have swords again, very nice. This is like every high school fantasy. She's shooting lasers. Well, that pyramid lasted all of two seconds. Dude, my Rhodes uh, synthesizer. They're shooting lasers, so that's not cool, man. There's supposed to be a dancer later. How are they going to, like... And now things are on fire. Absolutely. Uh, burn down the high school. That's... That always works. Okay, guys, we're going to light the set on fire. I want you to continue acting in it. And go ahead. Fuck <laughs> this shit. I'm out of here. <laughs> this stuff, Beast like, okay. man. Beast man is clawing his way through the... Choosing not to use lasers. Uh, or... Oh, she's crawling. She's still faster. What Beastman is saying in Beastman language is, this mask is fucking itchy, get it off my fucking face. <laughs> There's a fucking fire going on, I can't breathe. I'm a Shakespearean-trained actor, and now they're making me be in yeah. this outfit. I don't even get to show my facial expressions, and I and I went to Juilliard. I'm a, I'm a stuntman, and I've worked on Sterling Ace and Cannonball Run, and Hal Needham doesn't work this way, and I'm not going to work this way. Cannonball Run, a great film. Yeah. Cannibal Run 2, still a great film. Still a great film. Speed Zone, <laughs> a.k.a. Cannibal 3, it's a movie. Smoking and the Bandit, a.k.a. <laughs> it's Cannibal yeah. Run 4. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Smoking and the Bandit 2 with the elephant, not that good. <laughs> Smoking and the Bandit 3 without uh, Burt Reynolds, but Impossible. with Jackie uh, Gleason. Yeah, it's a movie. Maybe there's a full-length version on YouTube we could watch together someday. Oh. It was a really, it was a golden time from like, what, 77 to 84 of movies. Yeah, I think that one was a little later, though. Was it? No. Cannonball yeah. Run was... Cannonball Run was definitely in the time frame, but I'm thinking of like, smoking a minute. Oh, three. okay. Okay. That's got to be... That's past the prime. Six, yeah. yeah. But yeah, there was Stroker Ace, uh, you know, because he made a lot of, uh, like, Gator, like a lot of 80s, 70s action films that had like racing and boat racing and... But then in the 80s, you know, Burt Reynolds came out with Hal Needham, director Hal Needham, with films like Cannonball Run and uh, A Stroke Race, where it was just this crazy 
80s racing action. But it was it was the thing that was the um, it was the love boat idea where you take all the stars that are currently famous and you uh, put them in a movie. Right. And you make them all do this silly thing where like you know them from characters from other places, yeah. but then they're all together in this movie. Like but, Jamie Farr playing a Arab. Right. As I believe. <laughs> Sheik, Arab Sheik. As Sorry, she, I finished yeah. my thought. They're, they're running around looking for He-Man. Uh, they're outside a pizzeria, which I'm sure the pizza was awesome back in the 80s. I'm not going to lie to you. It was probably really good pizza. And they were like, gluten-free? What's that? This is the 80s, man. You just eat the shit we give you. They go, okay. And I feel really sick because I really, my body can't handle gluten. And I need to lie down. And like, what? This is the 80s. You can't lie down in well, my place. It, and it could also be the cheese, not just the gluten. You might oh, be yeah, lactose, right. lactose intolerant. You could either be glucose you, or glucose. You could either have a, a gluten Ooh. issue or you could have a You could keep issue. kosher and it might have been like a piece of like uh, pepperoni on there. And it's just like. <gasps> can't a, do it. Not with the cheese. Meatball. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's so sad you can't eat a cheeseburger when you're Jewish. Yeah, maybe that's for the better. A bacon, a bacon cheeseburger. No more bacon oh, cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. You know what? No that's the reason why the Jews last longer. <laughs> How do they get colon cancer? It's beyond me. And his laser worked to kill the uh, fourth-string Darth Vader. These are very noisy lasers. And now Courtney Cox is in the game here, shooting. Yeah. So they... Well, they got a high school ball to, to, to deal. A lot of neon in this movie. Which is very important for background, so you know what direction they're going. Right, and this might actually be the same set as the Skeletor set. I can see by the... They just put some dumpsters on it and called it a... Well, I can see the uh, Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtle uh, costumes. Absolutely. In the background, they're waiting patiently for He-Man to stop shooting so they can get on with their movie. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing a lot of swirling. This is where it's like fast cuts when the action's happening because you can't really tell... Sword fighting in close quarters. So you can have action happening. Someone's going through your recycling bin right now. Also, we, we haven't we haven't talked about Dolph Lundgren's um, penis. No, his uh, his mullet. He's really sporting a very fashionable mullet. Well, this is the magic of movies. It has to reflect the television uh, cartoon series and the dolls. His hair. Ah. Uh. Because that's why I'm paying good money is to see my doll in live action or my Saturday morning cartoon show. But He-Man didn't have... I mean, it wasn't like a Barbie where you can brush their hair. The boy no, dolls were always just solid on their yeah, head. Yeah, it was they solid plastic. It wasn't like they... Because the hairstyle that Dolph Lundgren is sporting, like, you could have a doll that had that luscious long locks that you could brush, and it looked like a Barbie if you chopped its hair off, you know, in kind of a weird way. Yeah. Brushing. And uh, now, again, she was first. She was a girlfriend. And then now she's a victim, and she's being seen in relation to and men. We're watching this in closed captioning, and they just mentioned that Jimi Hendrix "Purple Haze" is playing, which is probably where the budget went in this movie. Absolutely. Uh, now he's in a music shop, and he wants to know what to do with the it's tuning forks. Charlie's. Charlie's has neon signs to let you know it's Charlie's, as well as that he works on radios. He has a radio, a neon sign that says "radio" on it. Oh, it's a Is that Paul shop. Simon? No, it's uh, <laughs> Joey Pontioni? No, I don't know who it is. I, I played pawn shop dealer in, in uh, Masters of the Universe. 
Oh, he's hawking the intergalactic he's, Yeah, he's uh, trying to, the intergalactic tuning forks. You know, this movie, this guy is a greedy guy who's trying to exploit for money. He-Man, that's just not what this movie's about. Wait a minute, that's totally what this movie's about. It's exploit He-Man for money. Awesome. It's a laser light. It's a it's a mini planetarium. It's a. <laughs> it's I'm gonna write a clickbait headline about this. So a man gave a gun to a pawn shop. Check out what it does to the ceiling. You won't believe what it does to the ceiling. They're in Laurel Wood, so this must be New Jersey, or I don't know what cut, what state are they in? It's got well, everything's filmed in California on Paramount, oh. right? This might be a Texas movie. Well, they mentioned, I mean, they said New Jersey, so well, it's got to be East Coast. I think the, like the, 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 her prince, her, lives in New Jersey. I wish that I had been a scriptwriter in this time, because, uh, you know, I could write this drivel. Yeah, you know, and you probably did, Pam, and we're unaware of it at the time. <laughs> you just woke up, and, like, the carrier was there, took your draft, and, like, you left. And this, this young um, boy character he looks familiar to me like he's <gasps> you know who he is okay tell me if i'm right or wrong isn't he from caddyshack he's oh he's the he's the guy he's um noonan he's danny noonan yeah isn't I, he danny noonan I from fucking right. caddyshack he is he was married to a, a famous country s- <gasps> singer if i just and, figured that uh, out you tell me next time we see him i really think it's danny sure. noonan well he's outside your garbage can i think it was <laughs> Because I, I was like, he looks so familiar. Why is he? Oh, they're at the senior's home with a bunch of ambulance. Oh, no, no, no. This is the high school that was burned down. Oh, the high school. Oh, it says, welcome seniors. So I thought it was an old age home. Right, right. Welcome probed. seniors. No one welcomes you to the to the old folks home. Oh, they just oh, put you in a room. Don't mind. Welcome, welcome. Don't mind the ambulances outside. They're not for you yet. Oh, man, burnt. These Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles showed up. And then you won't believe what happened. A portal opened up, and some guy named Beast Dude <laughs> showed up. It's Beast Man. The, the Beast Master. That's the name of a, a movie, right? Beast Master, yeah. Beast yeah. Master 2, Beast Master 3, and Beast Master 4. And then, of course, probably the TV show on Netflix, Beast Master Nostalgia. <laughs> remember Beast Master? It's now a Netflix show. <laughs> and Everything's you remember on Nostalgia? Netflix. It's Netflix as a show about it. Nostalgia? Actually, the CNN did the Nostalgia show, the 70s and the 60s. And oh, they, see, there's uh, Back to the Future in principle. Oh, look at You're right. He's been in a lot of things. He's like, Don, he's also in Top Gun. Don Pleasants can't do it. I'll take it. He's he's in Top Gun. He's um, he's the one who gets mad whenever they do the flybys. Oh, whenever, yeah, like, whenever Maverick, Maverick, you're a slacker. Yeah, every time they do a flyby on the tower, he's, then he spills the coffee all over himself. That's that. Goose character. McFly, your whole family's a bunch of slackers. <laughs> I get these movies mixed up a little. Goose McFly. <laughs> and I swear that's Danny Noonan. 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 And and a terrible person. He left his girlfriend to go pawn this item that he found when he was with her in the woods, and now she's been abducted by E-Man. Well, you know, it all worked out. They all got to meet new people. Tila and her father, Duncan. Humans from another dimension. She's happy now. She's like, look how pretty he is. Oh, my God. Oh, so oh, there's, there's He-Man and the human is now going steady. 
All the all of the choice he could pick for humanity, he picks a high school te- uh, <laughs> high school teenage girl. I hope she's 18. Well, she's working in a weight staff, so she's got to at least be 16. All right, so now the the tiny dwarf leprechaun creature is oh, back. Wildor, so Wildor. Well done, Wildor. Wildor is Wildor. Ho- like Holdor, but oh, I thought it was like suffocating actor in suit, <laughs> but his name is Gildor. Hey, hold the door, Gildor. <laughs> I'm making door jokes. Oh, this is a primitive car which has like a theremin player. Well, he augmented it in some way to make it. Oh, he, he has he technology from. I car hacked. Here's right. seven car hacks you must know. Number seven is crazy. No, you're graceful. He hasn't left this fucking castle this whole fucking well, time. Well, the king, yeah. the king always sits on the throne, though. Look, he's on his throne. Yeah. And the symbols behind him, those must be meaningful. He's like, sit your butt here, throne approaching. Get your keister on the meester. Uh, she looks very much like the wife of Ming uh, from... Um, Flash, uh, he's incredible. Ming of the universe. Flash, yeah, Flash Gordon. He, she looks like when Ming takes the girlfriend from Flash Gordon and turns her into a his girly wifey thing he tries to marry. That's what her makeup and hair are looking like. This is all like an homage to all these other movies. Well, they probably had to work fast. They're just like, you've seen these movies? Just do what they do. <laughs> just, just do what they do and make money. I wonder how much this grossed if it lost a lot in the in the theaters. Oh, yeah, it probably broke even. You know, these films, like, we're watching them 30 years removed, so they made their money. They made their money. It depends on who you are. I mean, if you're actual talent involved and you go to Paramount and you say, how much money has this movie made? They go, oh, it's probably a loss. In fact, we're showing it for free on YouTube. Uh, you didn't make any money on it. But, I mean, they must have made some some cash. Yeah, and even now, I mean, if you're watching it on the Paramount Vault, you get those commercials, so they're getting the money from the commercials. Yeah. So do they portion that out to this eyeless character here? Does he get any Does he get any dividends from that? I don't think that? he, me, might have, everyone might have signed a contract oh, saying... Oh, lizard man's dead. No more lizard people. If you're going to act in Masters of the Universe, we'll give you a million dollars right now. <laughs> take it or leave it. They'll say, okay, I'll take it. A million dollars. Yeah, so this, this film, this scene right here costs $17 million just because there's 17 million people in there. Right. There's 17 <laughs> people in there. Yeah, well, that's why, they've, like you said, they've got the board members wearing the, wearing the yeah. uh, Darth Vader masks so they can be there to protect their investment. I'm sorry, but Skeletor doesn't push women down the staircase that way. He gives them more of a hard push. Okay, thanks for the note, Hasbro. And... The key. Give me the database. Do you have the data disk? I don't have the data set. The, remember that data movie, uh, uh, Cloak and Dagger? Oh, I love it with Dabney Coleman yeah. and Elliot Thomas. It's a great movie. The video game is fun, too, but in the movie, it's a little more crazy. It's just scary. To, I remember seeing it when I was little. It was, I thought it was really scary. Elliot Thomas, uh, who's fresh off of the uh, E.T. movie, plays a boy. Southern California who has a Atari and he puts a new game called Cloak and Dagger into his Atari and it lets out secrets from the government in some kind of microfilm, microfiche key type of thing and then Danny Coleman, a spy who's based on the video game, shows up and uh, they get into adventures but you don't know if he's real or not 
Yeah, but you know, it's interesting because at the time that that company it was I guess was owned by uh, Coca-Cola. Was it Columbia? Huh. Uh, but they they have product placements in there, so they're uh, drinking Minute Maid and Coca-Cola, which is owned by the same company. But they, everyone does that. They always have the. There's so much product placement in movies now. Oh yeah. Oh. They, he, she wants the tuning fork back to get because that's the key to get them back to their world. Ah ah. See now I'm on board. Now I'm on board. The boyfriend's a dick, and he took it away. Right. And so her relationship in the movie is uh-huh. to be the go-between between the boyfriend and He-Man because it, the story's not really about her. It's about what she can do for her. No, they really had heard of a female friend talk about a boy that they're dating. <laughs> That's the first introduction to this movie. And now all I can see when I see this bald guy is, is Top Gun. <laughs> Back to the future. You gotta show some uh, discipline. He, the the Boy. young kid thinks that it's a musical instrument, and the old guy has a gun. Whoa, whoa! Watch out for the musical instrument. You're gonna play something out of tune. I don't think this is a synthesizer. It looks like a trans-dimensional kind of gun. I mean, come on. Got these neon signs, pizza, but it is, we've never seen these pizza neon sign forwards. It's always been backwards, like from the from behind. So I say A Z Z I P with an arrow, like. And it it does, this still looks like the inside of a. It doesn't look like it's outside anywhere. Then we gotta go before gorgeous ladies of wrestling shows up to shoot their movie, their TV show. And oop, another space AG. This is called a, a clit vibrator. Oh, I see. It sees the past. That's fair. That's a cool little machine. Oh, I thought they were looking for Jism uh, using a black ray. Uh, yeah, that's light. exactly what they're looking for. Before they go sit down at the hotel. She's watching a better movie. Is th- she looks like, um, no more wire hangers. She looks um, like Faye Dunaway. No, the other, uh, uh, the. Joan Yeah, Crawford. uh-huh. Oh. Look, I got Netflix. Netflix hologram. <laughs> next on Netflix hologram, you love the remake of Fuller House. It's a remake of it's a reboot of Fuller House. Uh, that was some serious acting right there, and more chicken. It's the same bucket, baby. Yeah, they can't afford the, the the budget's gone now. They spent it all on. They can just pop in the microwave like that. That bucket is so multitaskful. You can use it as a plate. You can <laughs> use it as a microwave tray. You can use it as a container for your truck to carry it back. <laughs> and inside is all that delicious rim meat. Oh, I take that back. It fucked the shit out of that microwave. Dude, your balls are just turned blue from the nuclear. If the microwave blew up in my face, I'd be like, I am just covered in radiation. <laughs> I would be like, fucking get the fire extinguisher out. I just want to eat a bucket of chicken. We got to go back to the fucking chicken place. No, listen, I was going to pawn it, man. I don't care. I don't care. I don't... So they got that bucket of chicken from the hot dog place? That doesn't make any sense to me. It's, it's very, it's very convoluted. Uh, 
script. The, the plot is all I know is that if I really weak. A diner, I would have a sign that says hamburger, comma, hot dog, comma, uh, fries, fries, comma, chili. Or no, I would do shakes. This. And, that, and then that way you know that chili could combine on any of the previous three. And yeah. And then the shakes. And then the shakes. Chili shakes. That, which would be, I mean, that's like a cutthroat kitchen thing. All of a sudden, you got, you have to make a shake, but all you have is chili, nice and milk. You get a nice spicy it's meat chili meat shake. and some soothing vanilla ice cream, and malted. Up, oh, we've got a flying vehicle. We oh, still can't tell what part of the nation this is. We're still there's been no skyline that will tell us. And then there's a Burger King. Burger King. There's, there's a product, product placement. placement. Oh, oranges. Okay. Burger King and oranges. How healthy. He's like, yeah, I got to eat some oranges before my Burger King. That Burger King now, by the way, is now 30 years old. I would not eat it. Oh. Beast man. Concussion. You fight like a beast man. Oh, broke the table. Keep telling that that way. Yeah. And he's like, girl, you be sexy as fuck. Why don't you tell me that a week ago? Like two minutes ago. Now we have knives, not just lasers. This is so bad. He's like, the, these villains are like, I'm going to stab you. Ah! Oh, they're putting an intergalactic collar on him. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, man, there you go. That's how some of these relationships start. I will answer nothing. He's weak. Collar. He's weak-minded. Yeah, Jigsaw would kill him by this point if it was a Saw movie. And now there's <laughs> Quick, 15 the Darth Vaders going through all of his records and it's the papers. Cast. It's actually the cast and crew going through the Golden Globus' house looking for money. I know Golden has some cocaine in somewhere. Oh, we're going to get some more hologram stuff. Oof, that's Ooh. another million dollars on the budget. I've seen it in the physical form, not in the holographic form that you show, so technically no. The cop. If. There you go. So today's not Father's Day, huh? No, today is not Father's Day. It's oh, next week. All right. I think I got an email from something reminding me that there's a week till Father's Day. You should do something. I'm we'll like, have eh. a great movie for Father's Day next week. But follow the show. This is exciting to show. Okay, we're just watching a movie together on, on uh, YouTube. And in fact, let me go ahead and check. We have not passed the hour mark. That is amazing. But our show ends in two hours. So whenever that works out, that's how it works out. I think we have another hour at least. Uh, here, so that's exciting. That's, that's something good to hear that you have still another hour. Right now, um, the military is here. They're going to stop He Man's villains. Yeah, they have a big flying ship thing. Oh no, I remember oh, no, that from the villains. cartoon. I remember their I remember their flying ships that were like big in the front but open in the side, like open in the center, and you just kind of stand on them. Yeah, that was like kind of the bandana code. Yeah, of, there uh, it is. Ships. And nobody, no, the car driving by doesn't notice this. Nobody. Nobody has any problem with it. It's them. L.A., you know. They, they've seen a lot. The car from the No way. So all of us, they leave, and then here arrives the yeah. heroes. Just missed each other, just like that. All in one shot. 
So that was a one shot. And that was an actual spaceship too. They they rented it out. That's where the budget went. Yeah, because they couldn't really use special effects, so they had to shoot everything in one take. Looks like so. Yeah, what an asshole. Skeletor is not anywhere. Skeletons, Skeletor is in Castle Grayskull. Kevin, I like this look on you. This electric dog collar is turning me on. No. He has the magic thing to unlock the... Yeah. It's, uh, they squeezed them all so five people could be in the same scene. This is some real director magic here. Oh, yeah, the director spent a lot of time on this. There's a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people talking. They're all important to the scene. They've got them all just in really Get close proximity. biceps in the shot. Absolutely. Yeah, they're all in, the, like, in a close-knit uh, circle, and there's Dolph Lundgren with his shirt off, sweating on everyone. Yeah, <laughs> just dripping. These are... No, no, they're from another dimension. What's wrong with them? Ah, it sounds like there. European guy balls in this room. I don't know why. Oh, that's me. Sorry. My European balls are, are wet. Yeah, this is him really acting. He's He's trying to get his monologue out. He's upset. His character's upset that, uh... What is happening now? It's comic relief. The dwarf dresses up like... Like E.T. in that scene. Uh, so this is the same director that directed E.T.? No, this no, no. Is no that's Steven Spielberg. That's Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah. Steven Spielberg did not direct this. He directed E.T., Masters of the Universe, <laughs> Schindler's List. This is, like, this is like his, um, this would be his, uh, his Popeye, his uh, thing that... This is 1941. They would never, um, Robin Williams wouldn't let Popeye be on his IMDb or on any of his uh, resumes or anything. He never took credit for it because he hated it so much. Oh, well, that's him. I mean, that's his... Well, I think Popeye, though, was a great movie. I think it was... Well, I saw that in the theater, so, I mean, I recognize when I sat through that movie. <laughs> I remember seeing that movie, Cameron say oh, that the movie doesn't exist because I sat through it. Yeah, I th he just doesn't want to take credit for being in it because he thinks it was so bad. They show Popeye the movie a lot on uh, basic cable and uh, you, just, you just can't watch more than five minutes of it. It's difficult, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they're back. Now they're back at the... Pawn shop. They found the, they found the cop. They went to the pawn shop. So the villains came in and said, where is the key? And they said, okay, we'll set up a trap and we'll ambush He-Man when he shows her for the key. And Dolph Lundgren says, look at my inner thighs. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren is like, I don't know. I mean, I have the same body, but I don't show it off like that. Right, I know. It's like, find some humility, Dolph. Come yeah. on. Well, he got his cape on. Why would He-Man be in this universe anyway? They're coming in. They know about the... I can tell with my weird little... Boop, boop. Yeah, the comic really. There's like so much. It's too busy this room. By the way, like all pawn shops, just like deal with the uh, musical equipment, according to Charlie's. It's like, well, are you in desperate need? Sell off your drum kit. Moonrise. Moonrise is something thing that's a thing. They have to worry about the moonrise. I can't believe Evil is a character's name. It's just like, well, this movie uh, has a shoot in two hours, and we still need a name for that Evil and <laughs> and every, I mean, 
if they're gonna throw show uh, Dolph Lundgren in their thighs, they should at least show Eva Lynn's. Oh yeah. You know, you know, they've got her in this weird sparkle bodysuit. It's like, come on, show yeah. us the goods. She should just go topless like He Man. I mean, like yeah, He Man. Like the cross thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's just show them. Just like Game of Thrones. Like there's boobs everywhere. It's fine. Yeah, I wonder what full length movies on YouTube they show boobs because I think I saw Sharknado three. Not Sharknado three. There's another shark movie like Me- Mega Shark three or something, and they they cut the boob scenes out. They cut them out. Well, whoever posted it didn't post them on YouTube. Huh. I don't. I I can't imagine they'd have a problem. I mean, I guess because it's so. But you can find boobs so easily on the internet. Like you can type in boobs and then. They're everywhere. Can we? Then, well, what about YouTube? Can you find boobs? Would they be, if uh, boobs show up in a full-length movie on YouTube? Well, it's every. What happens is it's it's every movie with Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Has boobs in it? <laughs> no, just that he's a big boob. Oh yeah. And so that's <laughs> if you they put in boobs him. under full-length movies, put in full-length movies, boobs. Leonardo DiCaprio. And then all you get are Leonardo DiCaprio movies. Hey, you know, one I think uh, that offense because he had a pussy posse that really knew how to take things down. I mean, like. He walked around with a group of people that called themselves the Pussy Posse, so you gotta respect that, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Is that Martin Scorsese? That's the other name. He calls himself the Pussy Posse. Is that how that works? Well, it was like fellow actors. Oh, I see. I yeah, see. Yeah, like maybe let's say Tobey Maguire. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. Now or he's. Entourage. He was uh, right on with his laser strikes. Just boom, boom, boom. Just. They're just destroying this pawn shop. They're like shooting among all the. How many drum kits were pawned in this? In right. How many drummers? How many drummers are out of work yeah, in, in random New Jersey town? Yeah, there's shit. Like, fucking before Beastmaster shows up, why don't we just sell our drum kits? Well, these drummers show up at the same time. Uh, he's playing the machine to make the... I give a trunk light for a flunkening. Yeah, it's... That's, that's good. It's still shoot. It has to be a big store shootout. That's always what I pay money sure. to well, see. I mean, they're hiding behind because everyone knows that an amp is really the best thing to take cover behind. It's a big empty box, but really the best thing to. I don't see like a single like bag of like a pawn uh, golf bag in the pawn shop. Wait, where the, where's the jewelry? Where are the wedding rings? Yeah. Where's the PlayStation? Absolutely. Well, it's 1986. Oh, who? Uh, there wasn't. There, it was just Atari. There should be Atari in the background. Well, the television cost seven hundred dollars in the eighties, so I would definitely pawn on a television during the eighties to get at least you know four hundred dollars back on it. Right. I think you, actually, I think you only get ten percent when you pawn it. Oh well, that's we're talking seventy. They bucks. give you they give you ten percent, sometimes fifteen, because they assume you're not going to come back. So yeah. they say, oh, this is worth five hundred dollars, and then they give you. $50. And well, they say, come back and give us the $50 and we'll give you your TV back. But no one ever gets their TV back. So if I go pawn on a television, which cost me $700 in 1985, I only get 70 bucks back? That's it. Yeah. Because yeah. the whole point of a pawn shop is that you are it's a loan. You're putting the item down as collateral for the loan. But if you don't pay back the loan, then they own the merchandise. So you sometimes people pawn it and they... They never expect to get it back. Oh, well. Yeah, that's the whole, that's the racket behind the whole thing. I saw a really great intervention about a gambler, and um, every week she would pawn her wedding ring, and then her husband, and then get the money, and then lose it at the track, the dog track, and then her husband would go buy it back, and then it just kept going and going. Oh, uh, she married a sucker. Yeah, I know, isn't that sad? That's because that's like, 
So, okay, so here comes uh, Tolkien, and I guess he knows a lot of something that these guys don't know. Well, and Gwildor has a total gambling problem. Gwildor? The, the, the dwarf guy that's been the Yeah. Hey, what is Gwildor? I mean, is he like when He-Man's feet are tired, like he'll sit down and put his feet on top of him? Well, he actually, yeah, he lays down on his hands and knees and he becomes oh. a footrest. Oh, that's good. Good yeah. for him. Glad he found work. That's, that's actually that's what Courtney Cox's hair is doing later on in this show. She's it's actually becoming the footrest because it's so fluffy. <laughs> Who is on their way? Oh, boy. Oh, it's her dead mom. Really? All right. Oh, from the plane crash? From the plane crash. This doesn't make any sense. Maybe he landed in the Bermuda Triangle where he missed from. Just wrestling around with a gun. Don't worry about anybody. She's like a spirit, a ghost? I think that it's actually some sort of hologram set up by the bad people. You know, I don't believe it. I can't buy in this movie. That's what my suspension is. She's running to her mom. This is, that's actually Evelyn. Evelyn is pretending to be her dead mom. I don't buy it. Absolutely. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have called you back. I didn't take that plane. But, you know, I just was binge watching shows, and you know, I see you know it. And now something melts away, and I hope so. I really it? like the lift in the music, though. Well, good. We're an hour into this movie. The blinky, yes, the blinky blinky. Don't listen to the hologram. You okay. know, and this is amazing to me. There's 45 minutes left. I know. Uh, we're not it. close to the, like, seriously? It's a full-length movie that we want to watch together, but, you know, <laughs> we're not going to make